What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Melodic Vistas. Today is a special episode. Today we're going over Adrian's recap of the ACL Music Festival. Yes, sir. It's been a minute. Don't get me wrong. It has been a minute since the ACL Festival. Me and Adrian, we're both STEM majors. It's really hard for us to produce all these episodes really, really fast. But trust me. You can tell because I'm in pajamas right now. You are. This is like our pajama episodes. We're just getting off our classes. We're just getting done. But we're still taking the time to record these episodes for you guys. So, again, apologies for kind of the delayed episode release. But not only did we have to plan for this special episode, considering that Adrian was going on his trip to ACL, but we also had to space it out so that we can get it to you guys. And it's yeah, true. for the most, it's I true. feel like there's going to be a lot of episodes, Adrian, where they're going to see us in pajamas and shit. Like I we're, think, I feel like I think that most of them are going to consist of me being in pajamas. Right <laughs> at this point, no, no, no. And like the, the the funny thing is, like I had this idea the whole time of me, like, oh my god, I'm going to wear these cool outfits on the show, and then when people see like the video broadcast, my, of the podcast, I, I remember for the first one, you were like, are you going to put on a cool outfit? And I was yeah. like, no. And the, the and now now neither of us are gonna... neither of us we just the flame just extinguished super fast one of these days you know when we actually get like a whole like podcast studio and everything when the when the podcast grows big enough we'll 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 start dressing for it but right now we're in the comfort of our living room we're you know getting off of our classes getting all our stuff done so pajamas it is it's a pajama it's a pajama kind of episode it is probably going to be like that for the rest of the at least this podcast season for this Orale. melodic vista season mm. it's probably going to end up being just pura piamada and i mean mm. i don't know i feel like in pajamas and like you know kind of laid back kick back it's kind of like one of those like vibes that like it's See, more comfortable that? to talk too mm-hmm. so who knows maybe with our you know with the new vibe that we got going on we can get some more <laughs> genuine talks but like we said we already introduced it Ace, uh, we're gonna. Adrian's basically gonna be taking over this episode today. It's gonna be the ACL recap. Adrian recently went to ACL. I did. He uh, got to check out the artists and all that stuff. So we figured it would be a great opportunity to talk about not just that festival, but the artists that were a part of that festival, specifically all the Latino and Latina artists that killed it and did amazing out there. That Adrian, you know, got to see that didn't get to see. We're gonna talk about them, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna go crazy about it. So. Is there anything would you like to say, Adrian? Anything you would like to add on top of that? Mm, no, we'll we'll keep the we'll we'll keep the story we'll keep the rundown for afterwards. I or, bet. Or in a, in a little bit. Ahorita All right, then we're gonna get straight into it. Then yeah, no hesitations. No, well, actually, that's not true. First, we gotta do the we gotta do the the what's it called the housekeeping the housekeeping we gotta do the housekeeping first, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into the ACL episode. But we always gotta start with the housekeeping. So let's get that out Here of the way. There we go. <laughs> All right, first to start off the housekeeping, and I mean, I think this was like the most Ooh, obvious boy. thing, the Ooh, most boy. obvious thing that we were going to start with. Bad Bunny's new album just dropped. We were talking about it before, and now we have heard it in its entirety. It is out completely. Nadie sabe lo que va a pasar mañana. We've even, dude, we've we've honestly, with how long it's taken us to release this episode, or how long we've been preparing for this episode, he even announced the tour for it already. Yep. World's what is it? The world's most wanted. I believe that's what it's called. The world's most wanted tour. On the poster, it has his face like if he was like wanted by the FBI. <laughs> trap festival only. A trap, trap only. Trap concert only. If you're not his real fan, don't go. And I'm not saying that. That's what the poster says. That's what the poster says. You know what? I'm not going. <laughs> it's like Sorry. I don't know. I love. I love. His music and I, you know, his trap music. I've but been following been, it. We've been well. Okay, hot take. Well, I mean, we've been saying this since the beginning. Is it was it ever going to be better than Un Verano Sin Ti? No, right? no, it absolutely right? wasn't. And it wasn't. No, it wasn't even. And you know what? That's kind of one of the things that took me out too. For his tour to be only trap. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get it. He's one of the biggest stars in the world, and yes, people are going to go to his show. But in any way at all, or what do you think? Do you think that's going to affect the actual? A number of people that go to a show i would think so yeah absolutely i would it yeah i would go if it wasn't only trap right I'm especially gonna, gonna be so for real i'm gonna be so for real like don't get me wrong i know a lot of og fans are really happy about this because like i said yeah. i've been listening to bad bunny since his trap and days honestly like i haven't been listening. i mean and that's what i'm saying years but like 
And I'm not like OG. And that's what I'm saying. Like his tour, I feel like it was kind of unnecessary, unnecessarily discriminant towards new fans. Yeah. And I, I, I really don't have anything bad to say about it. It's kind of just like a, I don't understand it. Like I don't really understand the logic behind of it. It's kind of one of those things where you just see that and you're like, okay, but why? Yeah. Like, isn't the whole point of you to like try and grow a inclusive fan base? Mm -hmm. At least that's what I think. Like for an artist, right? You would think so. Then again, yeah. given well, new fans as well as I mean, as well as the old fans. I guess I don't know, and I know I'm about to get so much hate for this, but because of yeah. Bad Bunny's level of fame, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, like I don't know. Yeah, at that point you don't want to include like if you don't want to like include those fans and you only want like true true fans like i feel like you're just feeling yourself too much like yeah. you think you're i don't know he could me personally i think bad bunny is entering an era right now where he's feeling himself too much and yeah, yeah. but anyways we don't really like i said we don't really talk about the personal stuff so we're gonna we're gonna get into the music this was we're gonna get into two songs because the album is really long and we don't have the whole time of the episode to cover all of it. We want to get the ACL recap. That's the priority. So first song we're going to play, Monaco. This was, I think, the most famous song out of the album. Yeah. I think it's only right that I played this one. Check it out. I know how you can actually play this too because Adrian plays violin. He can actually do this. I did. <laughs> you forgot or what? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Bad Bunny is back to his trap era. The long-awaited trap return, the long-awaited trap album is here. I will say I really like this song. I'm not going to lie. But for the most part... The vibe that you hear here, if you haven't heard the album, which honestly is a very slim chance that you haven't, but the vibe tends to be pretty much the same throughout the whole album. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I was telling Lenin, I, I, I put this album on when I was on my way back from ACL. Um, That's right. It dropped when you were coming back from ACL, yeah, huh? like the yeah. last day. Yeah, I think it dropped on Sunday, no? I think so, yeah. And I was coming back on Monday, and I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to it on my drive back. So I put it on, and I listened to about six songs, and I was like, nope, I, c I couldn't do it. <laughs> sorry. I mean, I, I genuinely couldn't. I'm sorry. Like, I was just like, I mean. And you know what? That's uh, not a bad thing, I mean, too, because, like, I mean. <laughs> You're a relatively new Bad Bunny fan, which that, means that you got, truth. which that's means, and that's not a bad thing at all. Like, if anything, like, that's a good thing that, like, you aren't, like, held back by, like, people that are OG fans. Like, no one's gatekeeping Bad Bunny, especially me. I'm not going to gatekeep Bad Bunny from you. Yeah. If anything, I'm going to put you on. But you started listening to Bad Bunny, correct me if I'm wrong, in a time where he was mainly doing reggaeton, like, yeah. Un Verano mm -hmm. Sinti. Yeah. That's when you, like, mainly started listening to it, right? Yeah. That was it. And boom. even, like, before that, like, I recognized old songs, and I remember, and, like, I still know the words, but as far as, like, listening consistently, it's relatively new, but I just, yeah, I couldn't get through this. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's valid, too, because, like, <laughs> trap is not really everyone's cup of tea, and even though it is Bad Bunny who does it, and even though it's an artist that you may like, once they kind of switch up a genre, it can get hard to follow them sometimes into that genre, especially if you don't. So I don't hold that against you. If anyone does, I feel like that's kind of goofy because it's like, uh, now you're just being like discriminant, like like Bad Bunny, where it's like, oh, if you're not, you're not a real fan, you don't deserve to listen. Yeah, to Bad don't Bunny. come to my show or whatever. It's like, um, I don't, know. I don't know how I feel about that either. And don't get me wrong, like I've been listening to Bad Bunny since his trap era, and I know all the trap songs and anything. Like I don't, I'm not trying to gas myself up or anything, but like. Mm -hmm. In that sense, I could technically consider myself a true Bad Bunny fan. And even then, with the stuff that he said, like, on his poster, it's like... like the way he said it. Like, the way he introduced it, it's like, do I really want to now? Because, like, I feel like it's like... Mm, I don't know. So the whole album, the whole album from top to bottom was just trap the whole way through. Except for one song, which was this one right here. I'm going to play it for Joe. 
It was the only reggaeton song to ever come out of the album. And it was like one of the very last one. You had to like brave through the, if you don't like trap, <laughs> you have to go through the whole thing to find it. <laughs> Collaboration con Faith. I don't think there's any question about it. This was a certified banger. And it's gonna, it's gonna chart. Yeah. It's a really good song. Yeah. yeah. This is okay. No, no, no. I'm about to, I'm about a hot take real quick. This is a, this is a song that I can get behind. I can get behind this one. Not whatever um preview was. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, man! I'm so happy that at least when he did drop the reggaeton song, he like oh significantly made it better. He like made it better. <laughs> significant increase in like oh my god, finally! Like this is this is the type of bad bunny reggaeton that I want to hear. Like yeah. this is what I'm looking for. Not mm -hmm. uh, un preview where it's like it sounds like a fifth grader made it on like Garage Band. You know, it's like nah. This sounds like, okay, this sounds like something like, it even gives like Tiny vibes. It probably was produced by Tiny. I wouldn't doubt it. It's really good. But yeah, this one's a certified banger. There's no question about it. It's going to chart. It's going to, you know, hit the top of the charts very soon. I think it already is. It's probably like in the top five, maybe one, 100%. This is, this one's charting. And to no one's surprise, right? It's a good album. No, no, it is. But... That's basically going to wrap it up. We really don't want to spend too much time talking about this album because, like I said, this album is very, I want to say, repetitive. Not repetitive, but it's like a, the theme is very strictly mm -hmm. built throughout. He doesn't really deviate from it a lot. So I guess the vibe that you heard in Monaco, the first song that we played, this is basically how it is the whole way through. Like, yeah, it was not really missing a much. lot of the same. Did he do anything groundbreaking? No. Did he do something good? Yes. But did he do something mm -hmm. groundbreaking? No. But that's because he already broke ground before. So he kind of just, I guess it was kind of just like a good old tribute to like his, you know, his, his trap era. Yeah, his trap era, his comeback time. So overall, really good album. I liked it. On to the next release. Not really anyone else has really released too many songs. Junior Arche, or albums, I'm sorry. Junior Arche released an album. I think Faith also released an album. But um, those are really long. Again, we don't have the time to get into those. We really want to do as much time for the ACL recap as possible. So we're going to get into the more important releases. <laughs> yeah, the more important stuff <laughs> for the, you know, the artists that we really like covering here is one of them is Tiny. And Tiny just released a new song. It's an extra single. This was like a post. You know how there's like pre-releases for albums? Mm -hmm. This was a post-release of the Data album. And this one's called Colmio. It's and the, so good. The thing that blew everyone away, especially me, is that... Okay, so the features include Joel, Irandi, and Young Miko, but the feature that just like shattered the world was J Balvin. J Balvin. J Balvin returning to the scene after like what two years it's of being completely gone, and he comes back with Tiny, Young Miko, and Joel Irandi, and he comes out swinging. Check it out. They made this one for the club, bro. They made this one yeah, for the disco, bro. exactly what I'm saying. And I really love that it still has the vibe of the Data album. You know what I mean? Like the vibe, the aesthetic, like the feel of it, the sounds and all that stuff. They still have like, you know what I mean? Oh my god, yeah. Really good. Esta va a pegar en el antro, pero suave. Like, this is gonna be in the clubs. Everyone's gonna be dancing it, but check it. Yup. J Balvin has returned. Oh my good dude. Okay, you guys ready for another hot take? This is a podcast, so there's gonna be a lot of hot takes on it, especially because we have opinions. And my opinion is that this song was better than the whole Bad Bunny album. I said it. I said it. Y'all can cook me for it. I'm gonna get canceled for it, and I don't care. That's my honest opinion. But this song was better than the whole really Bad good. Bunny album. Really good. And Perro Negro and Monaco, I'm telling you, there was swinging out. There were songs that were came out swinging off yeah. that album. 
but none of them come even close. That's, got tempo change. That's like one of the things about this song too. You guys are gonna really hear cool. it in a little bit. Listen to this right here, guys. Tempo change switches up the vibe completely. People oh, Safaera. It's because I mean I don't know. That's just Tiny's magic right there, bro. Oh my goodness. And Young Miko's bars on it too? They go so good with it, man. Like, they go really good with it. What I love about, what I love that, like, Tiny did is that he can take two different types of club music because you have like the dance house music mm -hmm. and then like you have fast, reggaeton like faster pace yeah and then you have reggaeton dembo like you know mm -hmm. perreo type stuff which usually don't really go together unless you mix them in a dj set but the transition he made the transition was actually surprising i mean yeah they don't follow the same tempo they don't follow the same beats or rhythms but he made them go together like yin and yang like yeah, they transition so smoothly within each other that it almost feel like they need to be together at least in this song that transition from house music into the dembo beats, it just feels like it needs to be together. Mm -hmm. Like they can't be one without the other. Because if it was just one song of just the house beat by itself, that would be one thing. And then if it was just a dembo beat by itself, it would be another. But because they're together, it like makes it like not even just twice as good, but it makes it like 10 times. There was good. a song on the Maluma album that was reggaeton the whole way. And then at the end, it changed into a, i think you showed it, me it, it yeah changed into the house and changed into like a anthro like house beat like this i see people when you can do that man was, that's like was, and it was really good it was really well executed too kudos to the producers that actually can pull that off man that's mm. really impressive yeah but that's a new tiny release we are ever so anxious i know jay balvin has been dropping it like crazy on his instagram little little mini snippets of his new songs not song songs so what does that mean? Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you right now. Album. Ooh. Album, album, album. We're going to talk about this on another episode because I need to dedicate more time to this. But Adrian knows it. I'm a huge, huge J Balvin fan. <laughs> I am a huge J Balvin fan. More than, more than that. So, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I mean, and I have no shame about it, bro. I've been, a, I've been following both of them for relatively the same time. And I've always loved J Balvin more, man. Yep. So we're not going to get too into it, but album release, album, 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 keep up for it. You heard it here first. It's coming. Be prepared for it. It's going to happen. Man. <laughs> and I'm so excited. Once it comes out, the podcast, the episode is going to go crazy, bro. We're going to go all out for that episode because that's going to be very exciting. But to, to finally, to close out the housekeeping, an album, and it wasn't an album drop. But it was an album announcement, and it was Caliucci's, mm -hmm. the queen herself, Caliucci's, the queen from Colombia, oh announced God. that she was going to drop a new album coming January next year. So kind of like a New Year's gift. I don't know if it's dropping exactly on New Year's, but it's going to be sometime in early January. The new album is called Orquides. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's how you say it, right? Orquides? Or I think so. It's a Orquides. I'm, I think I heard that it was like, I'm, I think it's a flower. I think it's an orchid. Yeah, an orchid. Yeah, Orquides. So... That's the name of her album, Orquides. She's dropped the album art for it already. She's dropped the track list for it. And it has some pretty crazy features, including Carol G. And, dude, it has Peso Pluma on mm -hmm. it. There's a song yeah. with Peso. So that's what the, one of the things that I've been trying to picture is how do, how do Caliucci's and Peso Pluma go together? I'm very excited yeah. to hear it because the thing about it is like yeah their music styles are so different but Caliucci's is such a talented like artist mm -hmm. yeah i would never put it past her to be able to make that mix you know what i mean to make it work with peso pluma because she's a genius when it comes to music her music is genius level like good so to make it work with peso pluma i'm sure she's figuring something really good so if it was like any other artist i would be a little worried like, I'd be like, oh, I'm not really sure how that makes it. But because I know Caliuchis is really good at what she does, yeah. I'm kind of putting a lot of trust in it. You know what I mean? Like, I have, now I'm putting a lot of trust, but I have a lot of trust. You know what I mean? Like, I have, like, the faith to, like, you know what? It's going to be good porque va a estar bien, porque va a estar buena y punto. Like, yeah. it's going to be a good one. But pre her album release, she's already given us a taste of one of the songs. 
She has pre-released a song called Te Mata. This came out, I think, last weekend, give or take. It's been a it, it's been a couple of days since the one came out. But this is the first official taste of what is to come from her new album, Orquídez. Check this out, guys. Tell me why this gives me immediate Juan Gabriel vibes. Check this out. She switches her vocal styles yeah. to enunciate like those like long words. It's really interesting. Yeah, there it is right there. I'm like speechless right now, bro. I don't even know. Like, there's just so much to say about it, and that's not really. One word to describe that, authentic. It's so good. It sounds authentic, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like traditional to like Latin American music. So like, what's really interesting is I've been listening to this song like all weekend and stuff. And it's really yeah, me too, dude. I literally have also had this shit on repeat. The thing about this is there is a playlist that popped up on my Spotify that was a see tipo like um, modern boleros. Uh-huh. Like um like like boleros, you know, I see I don't I can't. Yeah, with the guitars, like, like that type of style yeah, of music yeah. from Latin America. It's but, old. But it's like, but like new, like like new artists okay. make that kind of music. This song was on there. Well it's just, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it gives that vibe. No, no, not even it, that, but it, like it's casi así, like a as un tipo bolero, like it's because I, I I didn't even think about it like that, but it really is a bolero, it, it, huh? It gives like as bolero as almost like Juan Gabriel too, like with the strings, with the, the strings at the beginning, yeah, I was saying like yeah. at the beginning, like the doo -doo -doo, like that gives like the Juan Gabriel vibes, but throughout the whole song, like right now, is a bolero vibe, hundred percent, it's a bolero vibe. Con la with the yeah, too. that's insane, bro. That's actually insane. That it's really cool. When when I think one of the things that like it gives me goosebumps. I know it gave you goosebumps, but it gave me goosebumps too, because just to think about modern artists that keep old genres of music alive in their songs is insane bro because it's like yeah. oh my god yeah, this was this was like one of the top songs on that on that playlist it was just new artists coming out with that bolero type songs and this one was dude this album is gonna be insane bro gonna be really good this album is gonna be insane i've honestly i love when artists pre-release the songs because they give you like one song pre-release and then they get you hyped for the rest of the album like that's dude, that, that's what yeah. Becky G did with her Esquinas album, and uh, I mean, dude, I've been like hyped, man. Caliuchis is gonna kill it. January is gonna be a crazy day for the podcast, especially. We're gonna go insane for it, but we're super excited to hear that release. That one's gonna be a game changer, man. I think that that album is probably more exciting, than <laughs> right? At least, I mean, it's because the thing was like we weren't excited for Nadie sabe lo que va a pasar mañana because the preview for that one the was preview was not even like <laughs> it was un preview and it was trash. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm about to like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down, calm down, Bad Bunny fans. I mean, he's not. Se me chispo, tío. Se me chispo, tío. But it was mid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I need to rephrase my terminology. It was mid. It's because it wasn't good. It really wasn't. And that's why I wasn't hyped for it. But this, yeah. on the other hand. This makes me more excited. It's completely different. This is not even just good. This is amazing, bro. This is like phenomenally good like this is insane like this yeah. is what music this is what latin music like this is a true tribute to like 
authentic Latin music feel. I think so too. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's why when I said like one word to describe it would be authentic because this is a tribute to that authentic bolero sound like you were saying, bro. Mm -hmm. Like that's just genuine, bro. So as of right now, and I think that's I think I'm speaking for both of us when I say that this is probably the most hyped the most hyped album release that we got. I think so too. I think this, I, is, this is gonna be really exciting. Unless someone else announces one until J because I can't I'm not J counting Balvin. I'm not counting J Balvin's yet unless because Balvin he technically announced. hasn't announced it yet. So that's why I'm not counting it because he hasn't announced it yet. Album, album, album. I'm I'm warning you guys now. But as of right now, for the ones that have been announced, this one is right now my favorite. So that's I think that's all there is to say about it. Now let's get into the actual you know, the actual special episode itself, the ACL recap. Let's get it. All right. Let's get straight into it now. It's a special episode time. It's the ACL recap. Adrian, are you ready for your interview? Are you ready for your okay. post your, your post ACL interview? I'm ready. All right. Well, let's just get down to the basic stuff. Let's get the basic stuff out of your way. What was the overall experience, bro? How did you like it? It was your first ACL concert ever. I've never been to one either. So honestly, your experience is going to be like sí. my like, pues I guess. Me dejó plantado. Ooh. Ay, ay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So it was really cool. Disclaimer. I I did only get a one day ticket. Um, I mean, well, that's not even that bad. I mean, no, que fuiste al no, festival. Like, I, was, festival. I was there and it was really cool. So for those of y'all who don't know, ACL is, stands for Austin City Limits. Um, it's one of, I don't know how, I, I know it's one of the biggest music festivals, um, in arguably the in the country, no? I, yeah. yeah. Like definitely huge. in Texas. It's definitely the biggest one in oh, Texas. Absolutely. I don't I, think yes, there's, okay. Austin is still considered the live music capital of the world, um, to this day. So I think that's, that's really exciting. Something that we have going for us. Keeping it weird in Austin. Keeping it weird. <laughs> hey, y'all are kind of weird though. <laughs> But yes, no, ACL is definitely, without question, the biggest festival it's, it's, in Texas. It's, it's really cool. It's really awesome. Um, gosh, there's so much. So uh, I only got a one-day ticket. I met up with um, a, a close friends of mine um, who took me there. And they had already been there for two to, for the other two days. Were they your friends from Austin? Yeah, because you're from Austin. Were they like yeah. also from Austin? Yeah, they were okay. friends from Austin. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was really awesome. It's huge. It's ginormous. So, the, so they clear, so we have this, there's this park in downtown Austin that's called, Zilk, that's called Zilker Park and they clear the whole thing out. I'm pretty sure they like take out like grass and trees and stuff for this whole thing. Like it's really, it's they that, go that far. That's insane. that big of a deal. Like, like, like there's, there's pictures of like before and after like, or before or during, like before, like there's grass and trees there and then oh my and god then during the concert it's like hey there used to be like, like there it's just it's puro as he it's just dust and 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 like just pure dirt like that's what it is but they have to they clear a whole thing out and really like, so they don't even leave like the grass there or what i didn't see a lot of grass. did you see the videos oh uh, okay it, i got it, confused i yeah. thought they got like got rid of the whole park just to, no, like, no, put no, the no. festival it's a, no it's a section of the park but that's how big the park is oh, okay 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 i get you i get you i get you uh, I want to say four. I was like, I was like, that's borderline deforestation, bro. I was like, what the hell? They are allowed to do that? They put it back. I'm sure. <laughs> right. So there's four big stages. So they have to clear out enough space for four big stages. Okay. So at any point in time, there's about two to three different concerts going on at once. And so you, 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 you walk in and then it's, we, I think we got in at around like midday, almost so like mm -hmm. 11 or 12. Um, and so there weren't that many people at that time. There was still a good amount of people walking in, but there weren't that many people. Um, and it's it's huge. So we 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 walked around for a little bit. They have food and concessions, and um, they have they have <laughs> they had this thing that's called the Barton Springs Beer Hall, I believe. So Barton okay. Springs is another is a is a a, a, a company from no Austin. no it's a. Um, it's a. I want to say. I'm gonna say say. It's um a local like a like a local place in Austin. It's um a brewery. No, not a brewery. It's a um. Uh, like a. I don't want to say it's a lake. It's 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 a park. It's a spring. Like a. Oh okay a, okay, okay yeah okay, I get you. But I guess it's they it's sponsored somehow this ginormous like. Tent That's so weird ginormous like, tent okay. and they just called it the beer hall. I didn't get to go in. Um, yeah, not 21 yet, sir. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it was huge, I'll tell you that much. And um, they have, like, rows of food, like, local Austin uh, restaurants and just, like, they had food. No, they didn't have food trucks. But they had a lot of different kinds of food gotcha. and just, like, local places and barbecue and sandwiches and a diverse range of food, too. They had Mexican food, too, and they had, mm. I see, Indian food and, and I see. They just uh, had everything there. Yeah, they had all kinds of stuff there. It was crazy. Did you get to try anything? What was your favorite eats there at the I, festival? I didn't eat anything there. Um, okay, interesting. I ate before, and that food is also really expensive. I was about to say, yeah, like <laughs> festival food tends to be really expensive. Like when I went to Brightside in El Paso with Diana, that one was really expensive, bro. Yeah. Like we tried liquid death water too, which oh, is like yeah. the. They were like everyone was carrying around liquid death water for dude, some reason. Those things are expensive, bro. But is it even worth it? Because it's just sparkling water. It's not even sparkling water, bro. It's just, <laughs> it's just tap water. water. It's like literally just. What is it good water? It's just water, bro. It's literally just water. But yeah, water. it's like this water. And, and like, I know what good, like, I know the difference between like water and good water. Like, there's water and then there's like Fiji water. Like, you can Seriously? taste the difference in Fiji yeah. water. And even that one, I, I'm pretty sure it's less expensive than oh, Liquid Death. Is. I don't know. It, it's some, but any. Liquid I, Death is like a ridiculous, like six bucks a can. It's yeah. something ridiculous like that, but it's really. But yeah, no, like, my, my, uh, my close friend, she bought like three like lunches for her brother because he was really expensive and it was like crazy expensive jesus christ like no. it was wild and they bought like drinks and stuff too you would have to like come prepared to know that like hey i'm oh, gonna be at the festival and like, you're like you'd have to like actually no not even come prepared but you would have to like actually want to try something there you know? yeah you'd have to actually like know if you're just like going it's like oh i'm gonna get little caesars and they sell it like they were they don't even sell little caesars they it was like only Oh, okay. Like Austin, like no change. I was about to say because that's what they were selling at our festival. Not like the only thing, right? But it was like one of the like one of the locations. They were selling like Little Caesars pizza, and you know how you can get like a whole pizza for five bucks. Yeah. They were selling a slice for five bucks. No, yeah, like it was horrible. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I think, I think at our, like I'm, there was like some local Austin like pizza shop, and it was like twenty dollars for it. 12 14 inch pizza jesus christ bro insane absolutely you can literally buy a whole pizza with that money mm -hmm. like that's absolutely wild i guess just like being in there like it's like the convenience of having it right i mean you can't bring outside food or drink in and stuff so yeah so you kind of have to but what is really cool is they have free water filling station mm, so yeah. you keep you are allowed to take a water bottle in and they have like these they have like four or five like giant stations with different like like tanks of water and like automatic oh, that's cool. so yeah. like there you don't have to worry about paying for water or anything so i'm pretty like, sure yeah. every festival does that because at bright side they have the same thing yeah too. so like they're very conscious but it was like it was like my first festival experience so i was like i never experienced that but it was really cool mm -hmm. um, they have to too to make sure that people don't be passing out especially if it's yeah. out in the sun and stuff yeah exactly it's an all-day festival it's not even like just at night but yeah. So that's kind of over, overall that experience. Like, that was like overall. What were your over thought? Well, that was yeah. Never mind. Those that were your over thoughts. Yeah, no, I was about to say. So those are your thoughts on like the festival itself. But what were your thoughts about the artists that they brought this year and the artist performances? Okay, so first of all, let's get this out of the way. I think the lineup could have been better. I agree. Um. Compared to last year? Last year's was stacked, bro. Lineup last, was not that good. The last year's lineup was insane, bro. Especially yeah. for our music taste and the the yeah. like the people that we follow, it was like insane, man. Yeah. It was like absolutely yeah. stacked. But so again, I will say I bought the one day ticket with the sole intent of seeing Hosier <laughs> on <laughs> Sunday. Well yeah, I mean uh, like that dude's your pride and joy, man. So yeah, he's like I don't know, he's like my Taylor Swift to <laughs> Swifties. Um but no. it's like the Swifties will understand me. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's my, a hosey. He's my <laughs> he's a hosey. He's my Taylor Swift. He's a ho. <laughs> That's what he calls his fans. He's like, where are my hoes at? <laughs> In that case, <laughs> I am. No. Um, <laughs> um, so what did I see? So we got there early. We saw this artist uh, whose name was Madison Cunningham, who kind of plays like uh, folk, indie type stuff. Um, and then what else did we see? Um, we saw this very interesting band who I'd never heard before, but apparently they're pretty big. Their name was Dope Lemon. Um, Dope Lemon. and so okay. it was, it was kind of like psychedelic rock type stuff and like, but also like low key, I see people stoner rock 
type deal. I mean, with uh, a name like Dope Lemon, exactly. I kind of pieced that together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was pretty cool because what's interesting is you can either like stand up and watch an artist up close or there's enough space to be so far back. And like, so we, they, they brought a blank, we brought a blanket and we laid a blanket down and we just watched this band. Mm, and then cool. we moved to, we watched this band for a little while and then we watched uh, Suki Waterhouse, who I don't really listen to much of her music, but mm. I think she was pretty big. Um, she is a pretty big artist. I think in like, at least in her respective genre, she tends to be pretty big. Yeah. I personally don't really follow that genre that much. So I wouldn't really like so know, know too much about her discography or anything. But I do know, like at least by reputation, she is yep. generally yeah, exactly. And then, so that was we were kind of like chilling for that point, and then at that point we were getting like kind of tired. But so at that point, like that that was like like the pregame, <laughs> the pre the pre show. That pregame is crazy because then we finished that show, and then we rushed over to the big stage to see Niall Horan. Uh, from One Direction, so that was really cool because he sort of like got our energies up again and like played. Did he play any of the classic One Direction? He songs? did. I be- so I don't know much One Direction. I'm sorry, guys, but it, but I know he did play at least one or two. Okay, um, you're like I'm sure this has to be one. It sounds <laughs> no, too girly no, no, pop to was, not there be. Was, there was. <laughs> I swear, yeah, it sounds too girly pop. I was like, that sounds like it could be something that <laughs> no, One Direction. It's like songs that you recognize that you're like, oh, like I've yeah. heard that before. Like that's definitely yeah. Um, but no, it was really cool. He got like everyone's energies up. Um, and so we watched him and then we made our way, pushed our way through to like closer to the stage to go see the love of my life, Hosier. Mm. Um, we camped out there for like an hour or two. I mean, dude, Um, yeah. To get those good spots in front of the stage. To get, to get like really, really up close spots. And then I think I would like, I think I would like during that show, like Hosier, I think I like I was I like died and then was reborn like in that hour. Dude, that's how I felt. That's how I felt (laughs) when I went to go see when I went to go see Alesso perform at Brightside too. And it was the same thing too. It's like you spend like two hours before the artist even comes out, just like standing in front of the stage. And dude, like in the moment you're like No, like I kid you not, like my hands were shaking. I could only record a few videos because like I couldn't fold, hold the phone up right. And I was like, I was literally trembling. And so, um, no, it was really fun. It was really good. And then, so we finished there and then we went to go see uh, Cigarettes After Sex. Oh, you got to see them? Yeah, we got to see Cigarettes After Sex. Oh, that's cool. It, and at that point, it was really cool because it was like the sun had already gone down and we just set up, we sat a blanket down and we kind of chilled. Um, four cigarettes after sex. We just kind of chilled and laid back. And then at the end of the night, we partied the night away with Odessa. Oh, so my that God. was really cool because I'd never listened to Odessa. For before. those of you who don't know, in the EDM, like dance music, like electronic, like rave scene, Odessa is one of the classics, man. Like, those are yeah. like, they may not be the biggest one right now. But they're definitely one of the pioneers of the genre. I'm talking like, oh my god, man! I mean, they've been pioneering music since like Avicii was still around. Yeah, like when was, Avicii was, really was cool. like when Avicii was peaking, maybe a little bit after Daft Punk, like you know, and like, wow. yeah, they were like Nerd. they were like one of the classics, man. When it came to like EDM scene, so that's no, it's, pretty. It's really cool. It's it was really cool. I'd never listened to them before, but I had genuinely had a good time, and it was a really great way to end the festival. Like, I'm sure if I had been there for three days, I would have been like, I still would have had the energy to just like mm-hmm. pump it up. It was really good. One of my, one of my friends made a funny comment. They were like, um, they like. They 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 saw like we the show started and then these two guys came out and they sat behind their tables and they started doing stuff, and then he was like, "So are these guys just like overhyped DJs or something?" That's basically in a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> so in a nutshell, yes. But there was really it was really impressive. They brought out like uh, I see um what is it like um marching band style, but like uh I don't oh know, okay uh, I don't know I don't know exactly what kind of drums they are, but like marching band drums and stuff. Oh, okay, like tenor drums and snare drums. And stuff yeah, like I think they were snare drums. It was really fantastic. Like I really, I was really surprised. I was surprised and I was intrigued by how much of a uh, how much of an emphasis is placed on percussion. Oh yeah, um, their music, their yeah. music. So it was it was really fascinating. Um. 
But no, and then at that point we ended at like eleven. So it was it was a whole day type deal. It was a whole day thing. But the only really, reason... your thing ended at eleven. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. insane. Why, dude? Our festival ended like at two in the morning. Really, dude? Like one in the morning, dude? Yeah, it ended late. Yeah. That's if crazy. anything, at eleven is where the performances started, man. In serio? That's when the headliner like got on stage. Oh wow, dude! Yeah, it was hectic, bro. That, 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 that's insane, bro. I didn't know that it was that early. No, no, no. We were we were done. We were done. <laughs> I guess it just like it just depends on like the festival and stuff. But I mean, it was cool. a three day thing too. So but, so overall, I know. I mean, you kind of glanced over the artists that you were talking about, but which ones were the performances other than Odessa? You already talked about that one, but from the other artists, which one of their performances stood out to you? Like, you're like, oh, damn, that's pretty cool. Or, like, they did, like, something unique and interesting that kind of caught your eye. Um, Unique and interesting. Or, like, something that you thought that was, like, oh, that's, like, noteworthy. It's, like, oh, I've never seen that in a concert before. I've never seen an answer, like an artist do that. I don't know. Some, like, little niche that the artist that you saw had. Um, okay. The first thing that comes to mind. Oh, okay. So there were two things. This band, Dope Lemon, the mm -hmm. psychedelic as stoner rock band, he brought uh, the for one of their songs. I don't know which one it was. I think I have a video of it. I'd have to check. He brought out uh, a sitar. Oh, that's cool. He brought out a sitar and they played it like the one with like the lot of like the hella strings. The, the and hella stuff. strings and I see, I see the grande like yeah. a sitar, and I thought that was really interesting. Actually, I mean, like for psychedelic rock though, that's pretty like on the nose, right? Like that's probably the... I have no idea. Like I, it, it was, it was really cool. At and least, like, for, like, like I don't know, for, like, stoner shoegaze music, you don't yeah. want to, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> well, no, we looked it up, and apparently there's this thing that's called Lemon Drops, uh -huh. and so they, like, when they were, like, on their up and coming, they did a hell of a lot of that. Is that, like, a drug? It, they're psychedelics. Oh. The visuals, the visuals that they had, like, on the screens were hella trippy. No, so like, yeah. So it's, like, if you were high, like. It was perfect. It was. <laughs> like it was probably better than like any other concert it probably there. Probably was, <laughs> um, but no. The other other interesting thing is, yeah, they were probably high while they performed. Oh, one of them was for sure. Like you could definitely tell he was playing the sitar. That's why he was playing <laughs> it so good. He was like, <laughs> um, but no. This other artist, uh, Madison Cunningham. She's not a not a very big name, but it's music. It's it's kind of similar to like Jose Rossi. I don't know if you know Noah Cohen. 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 But it was really cool. Only three people up on stage. Just her with her guitar and then a drummer and then like a person on like synthesizer or like like a extra guitar, yeah. like like multi-use. But she was really fantastic at fingerstyle guitar. Oh, okay, okay. Like she I like so I play guitar and it's really difficult to do complicated guitar techniques and sing at the same time. And she is amazing at it. I see like really complicated, like not she can like keep a like, rhythm like while she's playing it. Not just keeping a rhythm, but like finger picking and chords and melodies and all kinds of stuff, and still like maintain like a fantastic voice. She had she like she belted out this like crazy note at one point and held it for like thirty seconds. It was insane. It was it was really cool. And it, that sounds that sounds new artist cool, that I that I'd never really heard of before, but that I. I mean, it's not it's not everyone's I see genre of music, but it was something. No, and then I mean, like I guess that's out. like that's the point of music festivals is that you go. I mean, obviously you go for like the artists that you love, right? Like Hosier, right? Yeah. But but the, that's the thing is I think, like in hindsight, and that's the thing. Like in hindsight, and if I wasn't so busy with school, because so Friday was a very important school day because we had reviews, and so I couldn't leave any time <laughs> before that. Um, but so like I. I like even if I even if I would have left Friday, like I still would have missed an entire day of the concert. But um, I would make the investment for a three day ticket. Yeah, because it's expensive, but I think it's worth it. Because worth it. the lineup, okay, the lineup was not great, but I still would have gone to just to go be there and to even to experience artists that you haven't experienced new artists. Before. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say it's that. Like, really, like it's a new experience to me. Like I haven't had the yeah. chance to experience many concerts, and. There were just so many like new experiences and new artists, the new music that you 
that it's it's very different than to just sit in your room with your headphones on than to be there and see them. I just yeah, and, and not even that. Like when you're in your like room and you're like listening to music, most of the time you're just replaying or you're artists doing that you love at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're just replaying, replaying the same artists that you love. Discovering like if I'm discovering a new artist, like it's hard to just focus on that. Mm-hmm. And at so a music festival, though, you get to really like connect with not just the artist's music, but like who the artist is as a person too. Yeah. And you get every, to like and feel his vibe on stage and everything. It's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. And everyone else is there for the same thing. Like there are people there who are longtime fans and there are people who've also never heard of them before. And then you're like, oh, like you turn, you know. And you love an artist that can keep it, you could let you like an artist that can keep it balanced between both too. Like yeah. I love, if anything for me, I guess that's like kind of like backtracking too. That's one of the things that kind of like, que me molesto poquito de Bad Bunny is because I personally... I've always loved artists, especially like in music festivals. I think it's a big one where he can, where it's like an artist can like appeal to the fans that are like at the front of the stage and have been yeah. listening to him for years, but also the fans that are like barely checking him out and starting to vibe with him and like, hey, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you for coming out. It's like, I appreciate you like hearing me and like taking the time. You could have gone to go see anyone else, but yeah. you decided to come to my stage and come vibe with me. And that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, like, no, let's well, enjoy the moment together. And I think that's awesome when artists do that. Yeah, that, that artist, the Madison Cunningham, like it was kind of earlier in the morning. Um, and there were not that many people at the stage, but she still took the time to acknowledge that, like, thank you everyone for being here. Yeah, you know, you know, might not be the biggest name, but she still like poured her heart out into her music for everyone to listen to. It's kind of like a two way street. It's like if you see, like, if you're an artist and you see that there's people that actually do show up to your set, then you as an artist have to do everything to make sure that they have that a those good people time. have a good time. That exactly. those have a good time. It's like a yeah. It's a balance. You know what I mean? Like the people win and you win you know the artist wins and you win and it's like a it's a beautiful connection that gets made between an artist and the people there like i was i was gonna say fans but they don't even have to be fans like i said it could be people that are barely listening to them for the first time and it's a really beautiful experience to be able to go to a music festival check out someone's brand new set and like actually vibe with that person it doesn't always happen sometimes you may not be into the music and then it's like okay well on to the next stage but when it does happen is very very cool. I feel like everyone at least once should go to a music festival in their lives. I think I think cool. so too, and I'm really glad I went. You know, I I may have you know skipped a school day, but it was <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it. And I would absolutely like I like I would want to go next year. Like like if 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 I see an artist that I really want to see, or if just the general lineup is a lot better, like I would yeah. absolutely even if just even if just for one day, like. You know, like if I obviously if I had a chance, like I would love to go three days. And the thing is, like, it's exhausting. It's like I was tired after mm-hmm. one day. I was impressed that my friends were able to do it for all three days. And so it's really tiring because you're out there all day. But I think it's worth it. You know, it's crazy, Adrian. We both got to go to music festivals this year, but we never went to the same ones together. Next year, we have to make Next sure. Next year, we we'll, we'll try and we got to make sure that we go. to. We Hopefully, actually, let's hope that the ACL lineup is, is good better. next year. Hopefully they bring out some good faces out you know some new you know new especially like artists that we like because like i'm saying like the one before this year was insane mm-hmm. so hopefully next acl lineup is good i want to see them bring you know bring out some new talent i mean even like with the show like i want to see them bring out some latino talent yeah actually on that note i'm gonna get into the, straight into the next segment of the show really quick i know you because you only got a one day ticket and you probably didn't get to see a lot of these artists but just in recap, I'm going to go over a quick little list of names of the Latino and Latina artists that actually did get a chance to perform at the ACL Festival this year. Those names include, I guess, starting from bottom to top, the Mars Volta, Nemegata, the Altons, Caramelo Hayes, Kevin Carl, Ivan Cornejo, Eddie Zuko, and I guess honorable mention because she did back mm. out of the festival like last second. That was uh, sad. Galiuchis. Uh, it really sucks. Honestly, like, there's a little part of me that it's like kind of glad I didn't go because I would have been so disappointed. I would have been if you didn't get to see Kelly. Chief, I would have been so heartbroken, bro. I would have been like, no yeah. way, because she was a pretty big name on there. She probably would have been my favorite. Like, she would have really my favorite. Yeah, and, and they still, I at least I don't know why she backed out. I don't know either. I, I have an Instagram post. Yeah, they really haven't got into detail about. Neither has she. I haven't seen anything on her Instagram either or yeah, any other news outlet like talk about it. They just, she backed out and she backed out. I'm sure she has a reason, but I think she's kind of keep it personal right now. But honorable mention, Kaliuchis. But those are a couple of the names that 
came out. I guess the big ones are Ivan Cornejo, Kevin Carl, Eddie Zuko, Galiuchis. We're not going to get into them right now. Those will get into them in their respective podcast episodes to come out in the future. Right now, I feel like there's too many names on that list, too much music to go through. Not a lot of time. So you will get to them. We're not going to leave you guys. We're not going to leave you guys hanging. In the future episodes, we will cover all of these artists because, and I feel like it's not even fair to like just go over them really like briefly. I feel like all of they they all deserve an equal amount of time. You know what I mean? Like an equal amount of like to highlight. Exactly. Like it, like to play their music and like actually like talk about it, like fully out. We won't have enough time to go over all of them. So unfortunately we're going to have to skip that, but we will not leave you guys hanging. We were definitely going to talk about that. But one of the questions I had for you, Adrian, I guess this is kind of like a curiosity that I've had. So these are the names of the Latino artists that were playing in ACL. Do you think it was a good amount? Do you think they could have had more Latino representation in the festival? Do you think they overdid it? What's your take? No, I definitely think there should have been more. I yeah. 100% think there should have been more. Like, Which ones would you have wanted to see in the festival? Well, no, actually backtrack. What's like, what's, what would have been a good number for you? Like, I guess like what would have been the ideal increase or like the ideal, like Latino representation in the festival? I don't know. I think I'm not sure a number can quantify it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there were bigger Latino names. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I see what you mean. Now. I, I, I see what you're saying. Bigger Latino names up on there. Not, not to say that, these artists on this list don't deserve people to listen to their music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. For sure, for sure. Which but I guess, like, which... I do wish. I mean, I'm not. It's not to say you should like get freaking Bad Bunny out there or whatever. Like, but mm-hmm. not that I don't think you can get Bad Bunny for. Nah, no, not for ACO. But I do think there should be bigger names out there. Like in the headlines is what you mean. Like on the headlining list, I, I think so. Yeah. Too. I, okay. Okay. I, I get I what do you mean. Think so I would absolutely love to see yeah. bigger. Because like I, I will say ACL did a really good job of like, you know, putting Latino artists into this festival and like kind of like the underground sets, you know what I mean? Because there is like, I mean, I'm gonna, there's a hierarchy in a music festival, right? You got your underground, like you got your like first, first, the first shows of the day. And then you like keep going up progressively until finally you get to your headliners. They did a really good job of filling up like kind of like the under, the underliners, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the ones that kind of like filled in for the whole day. They did a really good job. They got some really good names out there. But in terms of headliners, they had their main Latina headliner, which was Caliucci's, but backed out. Mm-hmm. So after that, there was none. There was zero, really. And it's not to say, like, I think if I was there, I definitely would have, I would have listened. I would have gone to see Ivan Cornejo, and I would have gone to see Kevin Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they just weren't on the day that you were there. I mean, no, they weren't on the day that I was there. Um, it, but even then, I would have, I definitely would have liked to see more Latino names. Yeah, not even just. Not even just like personally, but like I guess like when you put a Latino name in a headline, you not only draw more attention to the festival, but you draw the attention of the Latino community. Yeah, you so feel, I, I guess you it's feel more represented. It's the represent. It's the representation. I'm saying that's because what I'm saying. me having to look look through the list of hundreds of artists to find Ivan Cornejo and to find Kevin Carl. Like to see or, like oh let's see let's see let's oh, see let's like see. You let's have see. to look and you're like wow like they're only down there like I don't mm-hmm. know I don't know it's. It's not the same feeling as being like, oh, like, okay, if there was... Like, oh, this person's If there was leading like some it. big headliner who was yeah. there being like, wow, okay. Granted, I mean, I guess, yeah, props to ACL. It was going to be Caliucci's, but... But even then, her name wasn't on the bigger side of things. It really wasn't. No, that's actually not true. I, I, I saw the flyer beforehand, and her name wasn't on the bigger side of things, which is kind of unfortunate because I think... It deserves she's to amazing. be. I think it deserves to be. It really does. Um, it was at Coachella. Yeah. It was at Coachella. I don't, I don't know. It was. A, I think it was also at Lollapalooza. Was she at Lollapalooza? I don't know. But it was definitely up there in Coachella. So, ACL. I don't know, man. I don't know. Who would you like to see? Like, like, say you went to ACL next year. <sighs> Who would be good, man? You know, I would like to see the Marias. Like, yeah, I, I don't the think, Marias, I don't think man. That, I don't think they're that big, but I would love. They to see definitely the would be a good there. fit there. I think Kuko would be a. Huge yeah. good fit. Also, Kuko would fit in perfectly with there. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Boy Pablo. Mm. Boy Pablo would be an amazing pick to get up in there too. Let's try diversifying the genre. Let's try diversifying the genre a little bit. 
I would love to see, you know, it'd be really interesting to see like Santa Fe clan pull up to ACL. Interesting. They Maybe were... not ACL that I feel like, well, I don't know. It's cause that's kind of like deviating a little bit from like ACLs, like kind of vibe. But then again, they do have artists like Kendrick Lamar. They were, it. Santa Fe clan was in Austin, but they were in Austin with, who was it? Because my, because the Ernesto one was bigger. Oh, um, Snow the Product. Snow the Product. Snow the Product. They yeah. were, they're not at ACL, but they were in Austin. Um, I was about to say that. that I think that would be pretty, a pretty interesting one. That'd but be the, interesting. I was trying to diversify genres a little bit. You know what? This has already been announced. This is already a thing, so which means it's a possibility. But in LA, there's a there's a music festival, and it's called Camp Flogna, and the main headliners there are Tyler the Creator, SZA, um, Galiuchis. Uh, I think one of them is Dominic Fike, Steve Lacey. Off the top of my head, um, I think Kendrick Lamar is one of the headliners too. So that's like the vibe, right? You know, I'm talking like R and B, hip hop mm-hmm. side of things. And one of the headliners this year for that festival is Fuerza Regida. Yeah. If Fuerza Regida so, is at that. That's like, the thing. Like, they brought Ivan Cornejo out. What do you think? Like, imagine if they were like Grupo Frontera or Grupo Firme, I, the ACL. Or not even that. You, dude, actually, he's he's big. And trust me, he's really big. But he's not big enough to not be considered. And I'm talking about Peso Pluma. Peso Pluma at ACL. Peso Pluma could headline, Híjole. could potentially headline ACL. <laughs> think about it. I think so. I think I think he could headline ACL. I think at the point where he is now, he probably could. Yeah. I mean, he probably, if he really, really wanted to, I mean, it depends. Like, it depends on the people organizing the festival. If he really wanted to, he could headline Coachella. I don't know. That one's kind of like a more, eh, that's a more tightrope-ish. But ACL is definitely one I feel like he could headline. That's actually very interesting. I'd imagine if that actually happened. Or not even if he headlined, but if he showed up as one of the big names. I think he could. Right? Peso Pluma at ACL. That would be a for sure go for me to see that. That would be cool. That would be amazing. Because that would be so like, that that would be like such an out of like, kind of like an unorthodox stage for him to perform Mm -hmm. on. You know what I mean? Kind of like something different. And that's what I love to see. there's a huge Latino community in Austin. I was about to say, I was like, people... And and not not even just Austin. Like, people from all over the place go to ACL. Like, if basically, if you live in Texas and you know about ACL and, you know, the closest city is San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, like... The Latino community would come out to see that, bro. Yeah. They would be there, bro. If I'm if I'm correct, Latinos make up more than fifty percent of the population in Texas. I'm pretty sure that has to be true. Yeah, at least in yeah. my hometown, El Paso, well, there's like ninety yeah. percent population. Yeah. Granted, we're at the frontera, but like, I mean, it's it's basically completely Hispanic. But no, like if they brought it, I think, I think it would be really interesting to see someone like Perso Pluma or just a bigger who Latino, else Hispano, 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 Hispano name who. I'm was to, a big name. I'm trying to think who else could potentially be a good headline. Because we, or not even maybe like you know who else would like be really Miko? good? Because what? Young Miko? Young Miko would be good. That's like I guess that one kind of actually falls into like the Santa like, Fe clan snow the product type yeah. of type of vibe. Young Miko would be a good one too. No, and I was gonna say, I don't really wanna say reggaeton artists because not saying that reggaeton artists are not good, but that's usually not what the ACL festival mm-hmm. Puts. I asked, um, you know, up to my knowledge, they haven't put a reggaeton artist up on stage yet. Maybe it's time to do it. <laughs> no, no, no. And I was going to say, if that's the case, I didn't want to really, like, mention any reggaeton artist just for that fact. But what about Becky G deviating from reggaeton to banda? That too. That deviating too. to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like Becky G could headline that stage too, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Cool. If Becky G ends up... I mean, it's, it's not even, a, this is just a chance, right? But they if you, they better slip it up with the lineup. I was about to say, I was like, if they got some, they got some choices, man. I mean, first of all, they got to give Caliucci's the yeah. stage, man. They got to figure that out and bring her back. Uh, obviously, other than that, man, Peso Pluma, Becky G, Young Miko, you know, all, and all the other stuff that we said before, Cuco, the Marias, Boy Pablo, you got to bring them out, man. We're already do, we're already do, giving you do, like names, bro. Do Los Angeles Azules still perform? They do, man. Imagine Los Angeles. I don't know. Now, now we're just like going crazy. Now we're just like at this we're point, let's like, make our own music festival. At this right? point, right? Like, we'll just make our own music festival. But those would be, I guess, because yeah. That would be like 
That would just be the, so cool. The potential is there. Like the potential to bring out the Latino community and the Latino representation in that festival mm-hmm. is 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 there. Especially yeah. because these artists are starting to branch out into different genres. They're more specifically, they're starting to branch out into the genres that are ACL dominant. Mm-hmm. Which means the possibility is huge. Huge, huge, huge. Tiny. 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 Ooh, okay. You know what I mean? Or Bizarrap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bizarrap would be cool. A Bizarrap headline, bro. Damn. Maybe, I don't know, ACL, like for ACL, that's kind of a stretch. He'd probably do other festivals that kind of align more with his vibe more. But but they brought like, I mean, it's okay, not, a, not like EDM, but it's so electronic. So it's like, they brought Odessa. They brought Odessa. And then in terms of like the rappers too. Yeah, they brought Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. So it's a possibility, guys. It can happen. Don't count it out. We'll see. Next year, we'll leave the... Dude, once the new headline for ACL drops, we're going to do a whole we'll, thing. We'll, we'll talk about that on that time. episode, too. And it'll be cool, too, to like look back on this episode and like see like mm-hmm. all the artists that we said and see like which ones see got which on. which ones actually got and, on. Like, which ones like we didn't expect at all. Like uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be definitely interesting. Ooh, J Balvin could headline it too. It just came to my mind since he's barely coming back. That would be crazy. I would, I would get like a three-day ticket for that, dude. I, I would, I would skip Architecture Studio over that. I, I, dude, yeah. I was like, if you would do that. I would do that, bro. I would, I would just not give a fuck about school for like the whole three days just to go see J Balvin, man. That'd be crazy. But and that's the thing is like you can't. Like I didn't do any homework that weekend. I mean, not, like, okay, to be fair, I didn't have that much, right? But I, I could have yeah. caught up on some stuff, but it, it was... It was hosier, bro. Like, I don't blame you, bro. It, it was hosier. Yes, okay. I said, like, my family doesn't know since I got to spend time with my family, but it yeah. was, like, like for a three-day... If I was to, like, make the investment for a three... I think... I think at some point, I would definitely like to make the investment for a three-day ticket. Next year? Low-key? Bet. <laughs> we're doing it. It's been said here. We're going to do it. Next year, we're going to go. Hopefully, I swear to God, the lineup better not fail us this time. The lineup should be... I mean, they had some pretty cool stuff. I remember my friend... I mean, they saw the 1975. Didn't... Um, um, what's his face? Um, It wasn't Mumford and Sons. It was, They performed. They performed. But it was someone else. Who headlined the second day? Was it the 1975? Or am I tripping? I think so... There was another big name that headlined it, and I'm blanking right now. Hold on. I'm blanking, guys. ACL 2023 lineup. Foo Fighters. Foo well, Fighters right. also headlined it. Foo Fighters. That's right. That's what I, I was Niall Horan made a comment about, yeah, he, he was at the Foo Fighters set. Yeah. Um... He was like, oh, my bad. Like, my voice is all messed up. Like, this is what you get for going and screaming at Foo Fighters for an hour or something like that. Dude, I bet. Yeah, Foo Fighters yeah. is huge, man. Oh, my God. It just blanked on me. You know, okay, you know how they're bringing, like, old rock bands into the set? Mm-hmm. Why don't they bring old Spanish rock bands like Mana? Juanes. Juanes would be insane, bro. awesome. Like, Mana, Juanes, Hombres G. Mana might be too big. Yeah. Because they... Mana is Mana's performing in Austin at the Moody Center in November. Yeah, they're huge, man. Um, but like, well, Juanes is also Juanes, too. but it's they're not that big. So but potentially, Juanes, potentially, Juanes, hombres G, and Anitos Verdes, bro. Oh, Anitos or not even that. Let's deviate a little bit and let's go to like outside of rock. Let's go to the pop side of things. Like, you imagine if they had Julieta Venegas. Ooh, like that would be uh-huh. that would be crazy. Oh my god, that would also be crazy. (laughs) Like the potential is crazy. Like the honestly the potential is crazy, but I don't know. We'll see. With the new lineup at this point is just our dreams and our hopes and it's our hopes and dreams. Hopefully, you know, with the time, the Latino representation in the music community, it is growing a lot. And you know, I think we're you know, us like doing this podcast and everything is very at least for me it's a very special to like have like even if it's a little tiny part it's the you know that's some small part in it and it's really cool to be alive in a time where it is growing and it is spreading to different genres and spreading to different parts of the of the world not even just the u.s but the world so for next acl lineup i want to see it 
Yeah. Let's hopefully we can get those Latino artists out there, man, and get them the representation that they deserve. I agree. All right, Sean. That's going to wrap it up for the ACL recap. Adrian, thank you for volunteering as tribute to Absolutely. go to ACL. Next year, no te voy a dejar plantado. I promise. Oh, I'll go with you. It was literally just like, it was the reason, it was for two reasons. One, I was never planning on paying for a trip to ACL. I was hoping on getting a, uh, what's it called? A media pass, but I applied too late, so I didn't get it. And I had already gone to Brightside Music Festival in El Paso. That's true. He'd already been there. So I had already dropped my, my, my festival <laughs> money there. So it would have been a, it would have not been really that cool. We'll, we'll plan it out. We'll, <laughs> we'll plan it out better. Oh yeah, no, no. If the lineup is crazy next year, then hundred yeah. percent, me and Adrian will be there together. Actually, you know what? Hopefully, if the podcast even gets big enough, we can actually do live podcast coverage at oh, the festival itself. Cool. Like we can actually record the episode. Sit down on a little blanket and be like, at hey, ACL, <laughs> we could record it at ACL. So oh, that's it is a possibility. So. Hopefully, you know, you guys as the viewers can stick around with us, you know, stick around to the end. Hopefully that ends up being a possibility. But other than that, that's going to wrap up the episode for today. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Thank you guys for the people that are continuing this journey with us. You know, we're getting off to a slow start. We're busy. Our school schedules are getting in the way, but they're not overpowering us. We're still cranking out these episodes because we love doing this and we love you guys. And we love the support. We honestly, the, the support that we've had on these episodes is is wild like we really yeah it, it's been wild man like honestly thank you guys so much uh, we really appreciate you guys and we really appreciate you know the people that actually do listen to the episodes and you know take the time to come hang out with us and come you know hear us talk about the music that we love so thank you guys yeah. adrian where can you find us well that's a fantastic question <laughs> how about i give you a list go for well, it we can start off with apple music mm, yes and we can go also to Spotify. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Guess what? YouTube. Yes, we're on YouTube. That's mm -hmm. so crazy. Uh, Apple Podcasts, I believe. Basically, anywhere where you get your podcasts. Yes. You already yeah. know it. Anywhere you guys get your podcasts. I mean, you guys are already listening to it through some podcast platform. So just keep using this one. Or if not, anywhere you listen to podcasts, man, you'll be able to find us and check us out. You can also check us out on Instagram, Melodic Vistas. Give us a follow. Stay up to date on our releases and everything so you can keep following us and keep up to date when every time we drop some new, some new cheese, man. Ooh, some new talks. Cheesy. Some new things. So, yeah. Other than that, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been a wrap on the ACL episode, the special episode. We'll be back in two weeks, hopefully. Adios. We love you guys. Bye. <laughs>